You know what? The thing is, I, I had this long list of things that I wanted to talk to you about this week, and I put it down, and <laughs> I, I, I can't find it. This is what it means to get old. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. One of the things I wanted to talk to you about, though, right off the bat, is um, Larry King, which is unusual because we mentioned Larry King in an episode uh, a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. or a week or so ago. And one of the things that I've noticed that whenever a celebrity dies, mm-hmm. there's always these accolades, people saying he was the best this and he was the best that, and he's a, he was a legend in his own time and he will never be forgotten. This is not one of those times. <laughs> I don't want to say anything bad or disparaging about Larry King now that he's passed away. But I'm going to say something controversial that a lot of people are probably going to take issue with. He was not the best interview. He was not the best interviewer. Yeah. He, he just, he wasn't the best. And then I kind of caught myself off guard when people were pouring all these accolades onto him after he died. The one thing that Larry King was really good at was getting really controversial guests on his show and get them to just small talk. Like people thought it was like a huge deal that he was able to get Marlon Brando out of seclusion and do his show. To be fair, that's impressive because Marlon Brando was like, yeah, yeah, you people, I don't want to do any of you. So, I mean, he was able to get him out, which was kind of cool, but I'm not sure that that is a, I'm not sure how much of that is him and how much of that was his, the people behind the scenes on his show. I like to go on the Larry King show and do an interview um, and not be asked tough questions. Oh, we, we can arrange that. <laughs> That is true. I mean, I was just going to ask you why you don't think he was that that good of a uh, interviewer, but I guess that that pretty much answers that question. Well, one of the things that sort of bothered me while listening to Larry King do an interview is the lack of follow-up questions. Like somebody would say something and almost give Larry an invitation to ask the follow-up question, and then Larry would just move on. And oftentimes, Larry King would just sit down with somebody and do absolutely no show prep on purpose. Mm-hmm. He didn't like do research into his guest. And he had actually said this, that he, he wanted to learn about his guest the same way you would at a cocktail party if you never met this person. Or you wanted, he wanted to learn about the guest at the same pace as his listeners would. Well, I mean, I get that to an extent, but it depends on your personality and the personality of the person being interviewed on how well that's going to go. Right. Because there's a lot of awkward talk. If you're at, I mean, I've never really been to a cocktail party, but I've been to a party with cocktails and it all depends on, you know, if, if the two of you, are having this discussion organically. And I mean, if you're at a cocktail party, some really nice conversations can start off with both of you looking at the same woman as she walks past in that tight little black dress and going, I know, right, dude. So, but there can be some very, very awkward 
conversations, especially if right. you're in a situation where conversa- conversation is supposed to start organically, and yet it's two of you sitting across from a desk from each other with a camera pointed at you. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So I, I'm sure, and I'm not the greatest interviewer in the world. I don't think that I can compare myself to Larry King. It's just that um, I never listen to Larry King do an interview on CNN and feel as if, oh, I didn't know that about that person. I don't ever, you know, and I have done many interviews on this podcast. And I can tell you it is awkward. Like the first time I interviewed um, Dr. Joe Jorgensen and Spike Cohen, I knew very little about them except for what I read about them on their website. But at least I did that. I did some research. I had some idea who they were. And Larry King went into these interviews not wanting to know anything about his guest except for what everybody else had already known, like interviewing Jerry Seinfeld. Everybody knows Jerry Seinfeld because of his TV show. And there are some things that it's like, I I wish that Larry King had asked him and gone more in depth in certain areas. What a lot of people don't know or or, or don't remember is that Larry King used to have a a syndicated radio show. And I forgot about that. And if, if you drove for long distances, I guess in the late 80s, early 90s, or throughout the 80s and early 90s, Larry King was like a staple while you were driving cross country early at night. And what I always thought was the better part of the show is Larry King would do the interview with somebody, um, a celebrity or like a famous guest, a politician or whatever. And then the second half of the show, people would call in and ask questions. And to a smaller extent, he incorporated that into his TV show. Um, But he didn't take as many callers on the CNN version of of his interview show. I I always thought that that was the much better version of that um where he had the collins yes okay i thought that i thought the call-in part was far better than just larry king talking back and forth one-on-one but i i do have to say that when people had said oh it's like you know Larry King was an innovator and he was he was incredible he was good at what he did and i learned so much from him I learned so much from Larry King and learning what not to do as an interviewer. Does that make any sense? No, say that again. I learned a lot from Larry King by learning what not to do as an interviewer. Oh, okay. Does that make any sense? Yeah, that does. That All right. does. All right. So what I also think is that when when a, when a celebrity passes away or they cancel their big huge TV show people say oh life will never be the same on this network or life will never be the same now that the show is gone and no life (laughs) life does go on 
and after a while it's um it's it's amazing how people who you say you'll never forget you easily forget and maybe that's a little maybe that might sound a little mean-spirited at at uh just a tad callous just you think so just just a tad just a tad but honestly the truth is often kind of callous so I, i get what you're saying i mean there are certain people like Robin Williams, for example. Yes. Anyone who has seen Disney's Aladdin is going to, in some part of their heart, mourn the loss of Robin Williams every time they see it. Yeah. Right? But then, honestly, when Marlon Brando passed away, I was like, oh, my God, Marlon Brando's dead. I haven't given him another thought since then, to yeah. be honest with you. Yeah. I may sound like an asshole, but that's because I am. So like I will go back and I will listen to Harlan Ellison's audiobooks. And the best Harlan Ellison audiobooks is the one that Harlan Ellison reads. Or I will do uh, uh, a binge watching session with Harlan Ellison's watching where he did this commentary segment on sci-fi buzz on the sci-fi channel. And Harlan Ellison was the best and only part of that TV show. <laughs> Harlan Ellison is somebody who, like, I will stop and I will think and miss that person. I, I miss Harlan Ellison. Jay Severin is another fine example. Mm-hmm. I think that Jay Severin was a far better commentator than anybody else I could think of at the present moment, with the exception of maybe Harlan Ellison. I think that he was the best commentator in the realm of politics, especially in the Boston area. Um, When he moved to the blaze for maybe a year or two, Mm -hmm. um, something was missing. Like, uh, he didn't have his fastball anymore. I think that when he was fired from WTKK, it did something to him. But a lot of people who didn't have the opportunity to listen to Jay Severin when he was in his prime really missed something. Here's another example. I will continue to download episodes of his podcast that the, that he did the year before he passed away. Uh, There was something about him that he could make you look at another side of an issue and empathize. Yeah, I mean, he also, and I know you and I have talked about this before on the show, but he also had a way of making you feel important whenever you called. If it was your first time calling, your 17th time calling, he made you feel like, you know, your opinion really matters to him. You're just not just some schmuck calling in. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think Which it was, is, yeah, I don't, yeah. Th- I don't think it was an act. I don't think it, I, I honestly don't. I honestly think that he genuinely cared about his listeners. Yeah. I genuinely think that he cared about his callers. I don't I don't think I I, I didn't get that warm fuzzy from Larry King to a, to an extent. I don't really sort of felt as if I don't feel as if Larry King cared as much about the callers as Jay Severin did. And that's why it hurt when I heard that he had passed away recently. Um, another perfect 
example of a great radio personality who knew how to do interviews was Art Bell. Yes. Because Art Bell knew how to ask follow-up questions. And um he 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 wasn't he wasn't afraid to feel uncomfortable. Well, he Art Bell was he, Coast to Coast AM was a very foundational part of my growing up because yes. Art Bell he almost you say he wasn't afraid to I I think he almost reveled in that uncomfortableness that you know I'm talking to somebody and unlike George Norrie who came after him who during an interview you think he believes everything that the call, that the his interviewer his interviewee is saying right Art Bell was he came across more as okay tell me why I should believe it at least that's the impression I had right you know he was more of a you've got to give me a reason to buy this crap you're selling yeah. kind of a thing you know whereas George Norrie comes across more as oh I'm on the same page with you dude from right from the get go right you know, and both are entertaining, I guess, in a way, but that sort of feeling of, I don't have to believe it, but there's some freaky shit out there that people believe is what I loved about Art Bell when he was hosting Coast to Coast. Yeah. You know, that was, that was to me, especially considering some of the paranormal experiences I had as a child and growing up, and then as an adult, that possibility that you might talk to someone who might get it or believe what you're saying actually help well help you and i start talking about the shit <laughs> for me anyway exactly you know so yeah art bell art bell and jay severin in very very different ways had a an impact on me he certainly he certainly did yeah he's he yeah. A he absolutely certainly did and didn't you meet him, Art Bell? Um, no. Some now, my dad, and maybe this might this is going to be a topic for later on. My dad had somebody call me up on my birthday who sounded just like Art Bell and said he was Art Bell. Oh, okay. And it was just like it was kind of like weird. Now, wait, is this a friend of Dad's who's playing a prank on me, or is this really Art Bell? And with your dad. Let's be honest. Could be either. Yeah. So with that, with everything said, I'm sure that there are some people who are going to miss Larry King. Um, uh, obviously his family. Well, yeah, his family and friends are also, um, there were people who just watched his show. It became a regular part of their evening routine. Yes. The um, and I hope that Dennis Miller takes over his his channel or his show that Larry King had on. I think he, on some other network. Now that he's now that he's passed on, because actually, I'll be honest with you, I th I think that Dennis Miller is a far better interviewer than Larry King, and not enough people not enough people realize that 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 Dennis Miller had a podcast where he had these incredible interviews. Well, Dennis Miller also was a comedian initially. And I think like, um, what's his name? Um, Craig Ferguson. Yes. Comedians tend to make really good interviewers because comedy in its purest form 
needs to push the boundaries of what is socially acceptable to talk about and is able to talk about things that are normally uncomfortable in a more comfortable arena because you're making, I don't want to say making fun of it, but you're approaching it from a humorous aspect. And because of that, you, you can actually make people more at ease because you're not, you're not, you're not someone who's afraid to talk about the uncomfortable things, right? It's like, for example, Craig Ferguson on his show late at night, you know, at the end of every interview, he gives people a choice of three things to do, right? And one of them is uncomfortable silence, where they literally just sit there for like 30 seconds and aren't allowed to talk, and they can't really look at each other, you know? So they just sit there uncomfortably for like 30 seconds. Yeah which I think is a genius way to end an interview, right? Um, but Dennis Miller, he's smart as a whip. He is funny. He has a way of putting people at ease. So yeah, I, I definitely agree. Dennis Miller's a, he's brilliant at interviewing people. Yeah. And speaking of interviewing people, there is a publicist somewhere out there who is probably listening to this, who has approached us about interviewing a couple of not big name politicians but mid-ranged politicians there's one person in particular who we are going to interview or I am going to interview next week and I'm 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 shocked and surprised that this person actually said I would like to be on the Fedora Chronicles radio show because of the interview uh, Eric did with Spike Cohen that to me is like very humbling yeah and it's one of those things where is i have to acknowledge the listeners who have made me a better interviewer by with their suggestions and also a lot of my critics (laughs) (laughs) have actually encouraged me to change some of the things that i do like saying uh all the time (laughs) it's funny how Critics think they're like busting you down, but if you change your perspective on what they're saying, it's actually a great learning experience. Yeah, it really, it really is. 